Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Today, God has chosen me. He's chosen you. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 says, God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. How do we know he chose us? Because he's given us salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and us believing the truth. That's the things that he gave us that lets us know that he has chosen us. In this text, the two agencies in the salvation of man are revealed. The divine influence and the strong living faith. The sanctification of the Spirit is the divine influence and the belief of the truth is a strong living faith of those who follow Christ. Those are the two agencies in the salvation of man. On our part, faith and belief. On God's part, sanctification of, through the Spirit in us. Sanctification is the work, not of a day or of a year, but of a lifetime. The struggle for conquest over self, for holiness in heaven. It's a lifelong struggle. Paul's sanctification was a result of a constant conflict with self. He said, I die daily. 1 Corinthians 15, 31. It is by unceasing endeavor that we maintain the victory over the temptations of Satan. Christian integrity must be sought with resistless energy and maintained with a resolute fixedness of purpose. There is a science of Christianity it's to be mastered. Did you know that? A science is much deeper, broader, higher than any human science, as the heavens are higher than the earth. The mind is to be disciplined, educated, trained, for we are to do service for God in ways that are not in harmony with our inborn, <coughs> our inborn inclinations. Excuse me. There are hereditary and cultivated tendencies to evil that must be overcome. So first of all, we inherited some fallen nature behaviors. Then we cultivated them because we were inclined to do so. Those must be overcome. Our hearts must be educated to become steadfast in God. We are to form habits of thought that will enable us to resist temptation. Now a habit is something that we do over and over again. Um, remember the old saying, um, let's see, a, a behavior repeated forms a habit. A habit repeated forms a, oh my goodness, I'm not sure if I can remember it. it um, uh, okay, I'm not going to try to go there right now. Let's see. Okay, habits of thought that will enable us to resist temptation by a life of holy endeavor and firm adherence to the right. The children of God are to seal their destiny. So we seal our destiny by a life of holy endeavor, which is a matter of different habits that we have formed. And uh, the word that was spoken to Jesus at the Jordan, that was where he was baptized and where he received his anointing of the Holy Spirit of his father. Of Jordan embraces humanity. You know what he means by that? God spoke to Jesus. He was there as our representative. So with all our sins and weaknesses, we're not cast aside as worthless. He hath made us accepted in the beloved or in Christ. 
Ephesians 1 6. The glory that rested upon Christ is a pledge of the love of God for us. It tells us of the power of prayer, how the human voice may reach the ear of God, and our petitions find acceptance in the courts of heaven. The light which fell from the open portals upon the head of our Savior will fall upon us as we pray for help to resist temptation. The voice which spoke to Jesus says to every believing soul, This is my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. Because when he looks at us, he sees Jesus. He's our representative of our race. Are you among those who believe that it doesn't matter how you live because Jesus is going to change us when he comes and then we will be righteous because it's not possible for us to be righteous now, so we have to wait for him to come and do that? If so, then why go through a life of struggle and suffering? Why doesn't he just come right now? I mean, if we can't uh, develop obedience in our lives, why is he putting us through this futile exercise? What's the point? Letting us suffer for no reason. We read that Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 31 says, I die daily. It's a constant conflict with himself. Also, so we have to die daily to every internal desire. Sanctification is the work of a lifetime, and the struggle for conquest over self or holiness in heaven is lifelong. So, what is sanctification? Of course, I looked it up in my 1828 Webster's Dictionary, and it says, The act of making holy, the act of God's grace by which the affections of men are purified, are alienated from sin and the world, and exalted to a supreme love to God. So a setting apart for a sacred purpose, consecration, that's what sanctification is. And if it's the work of a lifetime, then we're continually becoming more consecrated, more sacred in our purpose, giving more supreme love to God, more exalted love to God, and becoming more and more alienated from the world in our whole lifetime. We read that our hearts must be educated to become steadfast in Jesus or in God. So we have to educate our heart. That's not going to come natural. I believe we may infer that it's God's will that we develop our character. Because if we're to become educated, that sounds like developing character. And then he will give us new bodies and transform our fallen nature so that we will not be fallen anymore when he comes. But um, Revelation 3, 18 and 19 is the counsel of the true witness. And he says to buy of me. And what he's willing to give is free, but it's going to cost us everything. Righteousness, faith, I said that we may see. I believe that's the indwelling of the Spirit of God. Remember when, I think it was, the Lord has given eyes to the church. Remember the old prophets were known as seers. They were seers. And uh, we can see if we have the Spirit too, right? The dwelling of the Spirit to give us eyes sad that we may see. He'll give it to us freely. Let's surrender everything to him so that he can trust us with that gift. Thank you. Now I want to read this promise. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 17 through 18. Chapter 4. All right. For our light affliction just but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, 
while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, or temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. Hallelujah. May the word of the Lord go forth today. Bless and edify many. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Lord. Let's close with prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you have chosen us. Thank you, Lord, that you have chosen us. Come all the way down to our generation at the end of time. We're the dregs in the cup, so to speak. We have the least of everything to give and offer. Yet you're going to work out your salvation and finish your plan of salvation through us. Help us, Lord, to cooperate with you and let you do that so that we can experience your power in our lives. I thank you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining me today. I hope to see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.